So good. Thank you, Warren. Really appreciate just encouraging us just to trust the Lord and to see what He's doing. So, yeah. Again, we're hearing so many great testimonies of what the Lord is doing, strengthening us, providing for us, and uh, yeah, just doing so many good things. So, so good. Um, what I'd like for us to do is just to take a little bit of time just to pray together this morning. We, we want to pray uh, for people who have contracted COVID-19. We want to pray that the Lord would, uh, would watch over them, um, that He would heal them. And um, so we're thanking, thanking the Lord for His provision of health and strength. And the other thing we want to do is we want to pray for um, our educators. We want to pray for those who are at, at school. And there's just been so much flux and turmoil that's been happening and um, uh, just disruption to the, 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 the term. And, you know, now we've we got another week's break and, you know, just like, whoa, what's going on? A lot of difficulty and hardship uh, that parents are, are facing. And uh, so I just want us to take a couple of moments just to pray for, uh, for wisdom in this whole thing, you know, uh, what's going to happen with our metrics and, uh, you know, what's happening with the curriculum. We, we're hearing about things being extended into uh, 2021. It's kind of like, oh my goodness, we've never been this way before. So let's just take a few moments to pray. Thank you, Lord, that you are the one that we can turn to when we don't know what to do. We have not been this way before, that we can trust in you. And we can see you come through powerfully with grace, with strength, with an enabling. You give us wisdom. You, you help us day by day. Uh, you are the one who gives us the strength to face what we need to face for each and every day. Thank you, Lord, that we do not need to worry, that you have said that you would watch over us and that you would provide for us. So it's not just provision in terms of our finances, but it's provision in terms of our emotional strength that we need, our mental energy that we need. Thank you, Lord, that there is always a solution. So we thank you for our children, that you have got your hand on them, and that their future is secure in you. That even though there's been multiple disruptions to this year's academic um, curriculum, we know that you are going to raise our children, that you are going to cause them um, to grow in, in, uh, in knowledge and in wisdom. So we thank you that we can trust them to you. And we're also praying, Lord, for those uh, among our number who've contracted COVID. We're asking, Lord, that you would cause them to, to be strengthened even now, that health would come to them, that the effects of COVID would, would disappear, it would evaporate, would leave their bodies. We're asking, Lord, um, for strength and energy to come to each one. We, we thank you, Lord, that these symptoms clear up. Thank you that the immune system is boosted right now and that they're able to push off all of the effects of COVID. We're saying, Lord, for us, no long-lasting effects. We're saying, thank you, Lord, that you cause us to bounce back and you give us resilience in our health. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good, so good. Well, thank you for joining us in, uh, in praying together.
just want to share with you uh, a prophetic artwork that uh, has been done by, by Trish Jackson and um, a couple of paintings that the Lord has given to her about this whole thing of transition, that we are to transition and we to move over. And uh, so there's uh, obviously the picture of the sunlight just breaking through uh, the trees and there's this roadway, this avenue, and, uh, and, and light just um, coming through all of the, the shadows and, uh, and the darkness. Um, and then the, there's a second uh, piece as well. And uh, so this is the text that uh, Trish sent uh, along with the, the image. And she said, basically, during this week, she kept thinking of the noun transition or the verb transitioning. And so in this series, after the storm, uh, one and two, I've tried to convey the sense of moving forward into the light. So things are not clear at the moment, and there's a sense of mystery but ultimately, we are headed for a place of light, tranquility, peace, and healing. And the trees, they're washed clean, and they're sparkling in the rays of light. Oh, I just love that. Don't you just love that, that sense of hope uh, that, that's being shared with us? Uh, this is what the Lord is doing. You know, when He spoke to us about crossing over the Jordan, uh, you know, there are things that in our future that the Lord has for us, and we need to transition. We need to move into the next season that the Lord has for us. Now, very often, the Lord speaks to us, and there's a sense of preparing, even before we get to the point of crossing over, but there's a preparation in our hearts and our minds uh, for what the Lord is wanting to do. And so, yeah, this time of, of lockdown and, and um, you know, coronavirus precautions might be with us for a while before we're actually able to step into the next thing. But regardless, the Lord wants us to be prepared in our hearts and our minds for the next thing. And when we are prepared internally, we are therefore ready to be able to transition externally. So in terms of our, our new circumstances. So I just thought that it was such a good way of depicting what the Lord has been speaking to us in Joshua chapter 3 and 4. And, and that's where we were a couple of weeks ago. But what I want to do today is actually go back to Joshua chapter 1. Because I believe the Lord has got a really powerful word for us that we can, um, we can hold on to, much like... When the Lord spoke to Joshua, a huge you know, shift and change and a time of uncertainty, you know, Moses, the old leader, the, the previous dispensation, if you like, the, the, the familiar territory that they'd had, albeit that it was wandering in the wilderness, but they'd been in that pattern for 40 years. They were very familiar with that pattern. You know, collect your manna six days of the week, um, you know, just follow the cloud wherever it goes. Everyone knows where they're supposed to be camping. You know, there was a layout for the camp. Three tribes to the north, three to the south, three to the west, three to the east. Everybody had their role. Everybody had their place, their position. People knew what they were supposed to be doing. And, uh, and now with, uh, with the passing of Moses, it's kind of like, hey, what are we supposed to do? What's going on? Massive transition. 
And the Lord spoke a very, very clear word. So would you join me uh, as we read together in Joshua chapter 1? So after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you All the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law. My servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Such powerful words of instruction and encouragement that comes from the Lord. And obviously the first instance was to Joshua. Not only was this spoken to Joshua, but this was also to be relayed to the people of God, that they would be strengthened and they would be encouraged as they were about to transition to cross over the Jordan and to begin to lay hold of the promises of God. We've spoken a number of times in the last few weeks about how the Lord gives us prophetic promises about His future intentions for us, that we might go through the difficulty, we might pass through whatever challenges and obstacles and even circumstances that appear to be the exact opposite of what the promise, the prophetic word has been, in order that we would know that the time of chaos and calamity is not the destination, but we're actually going to be passing through it And we have the promise of God that we might know that we must still keep pressing through until we get to the fulfillment of the prophetic promise. Sometimes there's a very quick uh, time frame between when the word is given and when the fulfillment is actually uh, obtained. But in many instances in the scripture, And in many of our own experiences as believers, we've come to see and to recognize 
that usually there's a very long period of time between the promise and the fulfillment of that prophetic promise. I'm drawing this to your attention again so that you do not lose heart. You do not become weary in waiting for the promises of God to be fulfilled in your life. Hold on. Hang in there. God has not forgotten. He doesn't have memory issues. Okay, So just be patient. Be full of faith. Trust in the Lord. He's going to see us through. So a couple of things from this passage I just want to draw to our attention. In verse 3, it says, I will give you every place where you set your foot. Now, this word that came to Joshua was a repetition of what Moses had spoken to the people in Deuteronomy 11. And what he was doing, he was echoing the promise that God had given to Abraham. And you'll see that in Genesis chapter 15. So God had given a promise, a covenant promise. In fact, in Genesis 15, if you go and read, you'll see that God was cutting a covenant with Abraham. And he was promising to his descendants that they would inherit the land. And that he would give to them this amazing land. Moses describes it as a land flowing with milk and honey. And so we know that God has got good things for us. We, we looked at this a couple of months ago. You know, before we, we knew that, you know, this whole COVID thing was going to turn the world upside down, God was already speaking to us about entering into and taking possession of this, this promised land, this land flowing with milk and honey. And so God reminds his people, he's given the covenant to Abraham, reminds it the words through Moses, and now Joshua gets the same word from the Lord so that he speaks to the people and he encourages them. Listen, what we're doing now and this moving over, yes, you might just be thinking in terms of your own self or your household or your clan, but actually there's a way bigger picture that God is fulfilling in this time of transition. You know, too often we think in a Western mindset. We think in an individualistic way, like, God, where are you for me? Well, God's there for you, and we're going to cover that in a moment. But God is on about something way bigger than just us as individuals. He's about fulfilling His word, His promises, to a big company of people. And as we step into the promises of God individually, and we're also moving together collectively, corporately, we're going to together lay hold of the promises of God for a whole community. And it's so much better for us to be celebrating, not just on our own, but together. And we're going to see how the Holy Spirit is coordinating things. You know, when we get together at the end of all of this and we're able to come and worship in one place at one time and lift our voices, and we're going to compare our notes, 
We're going to go, oh my goodness, God did that for you? He was doing the same thing for me at the same time. <laughs> well, that's because God is like that. He can do that. He can speak directly to us. And at the same time, he's speaking to every single one and he's causing us to move together in the same direction. I believe that that's what's happening right now. That in this time of shifting and this time of shaking, he's causing all the things that shouldn't be there. Those are the things that are going to come down crumbling. Those are the shakable things that actually do need to fall away. And then he's going to cause the unshakable things, the things of the kingdom, to be established in our lives. And they will be secure. They will, they will be the things that will be remaining at the end of this time. And God is causing an elevation of his plans and his purposes. And so we're looking forward to that. So my question to you is, what is your territory? What is it that the Lord has spoken to you? The things that you need to contend for, the things that you need to lay hold of. And so it's great for us in this time of coming aside during this lockdown. You know, curfew is a good thing because we can actually just take more time at home, more time to just be at rest and at peace, to seek his face. So during this time, I want to, I want to encourage you, ask the Lord, what is it that I need to be going after? For, not just for myself, but for my family, for the clan, for, for our area. What is it that we need to be contending for? What is the prophetic thing that you have for us? Because we have got territory. It, it could be a generational thing that you, you're going after, that your children and your children's children are going to step into something in the Lord, an anointing and a gifting and enabling that's for you and for your household. So what is the territory that you're going to be going after? Because God is promising that he's going to give you that particular territory. So let's be contending for it right now in our hearts, in our prayers, in our thinking, in our understanding, in our studying as we dive into the word. Lord, give me a deeper revelation as to what it is that I need to be going after. That's the one thing we see from this passage. Another thing we see is that there's this multi-generational promise that God gives to, to Joshua and obviously to the people of God. He says, now listen, as I was with Moses, the previous generation, I'm going to be with you. You know, so often we read about revivals that God has done in the past, and you're kind of like, oh my goodness, you know, if only I lived in that time, or if only I was there, whatever it is. No, we don't have to be living in the past, we need to be living in the present, and we need to bring everything that God has given in the past into the now, so we can take it with us into the future. It's our legacy, it's our inheritance, it's all these things combined together. You see, in God, the God who was, who is, and is to come, the things that He's done in the past belong to us in the present. And when we bring them into our future, that it might be a legacy for future generations. 
And so if God has moved powerfully in prayer in the past, Lord, move powerfully now in prayer. If the Lord has moved powerfully in signs and wonders in the past, Lord, move powerfully now in signs and wonders. If the Lord has moved miraculously in supernatural provision in the past, Lord, move supernaturally and miraculously now with provision. If it's healing, if it's deliverance, if it's you know, prophetic words, words of knowledge, dreams, visions, it doesn't matter what it is, social transformation, Lord, whatever you've done in the past, we collect that up and we bring it now by faith into the present and then we want to carry it with us in a greater dimension into the future. You see, the promise was, I will be with you as I was with Moses. Oh my goodness, what did the Lord do with Moses? Just some of the most phenomenal things that blew not only Moses' mind, but the minds of all of God's people, and of course blew Egypt away. That's the kind of thing that God wants to do. He wants to say to you, listen, I'm going to give you victory in your generation the same as I gave victories to an earlier generation. And he's giving us the promise that I will never leave you or forsake you. You'll see that in verse 5. Uh, this is uh, a recap of, of what the Lord had said um, to Moses in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. And we see the writer to the Hebrews, Hebrews 13 and verse 6, refer to this, that this is the promise that the Lord has for us. This isn't just something that was given to the people just for that conquest period. It's a word that is always a now word. And so the Lord is wanting to speak to us, to confirm to us that I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. I know some of our business people need to hear this right now. The Lord is saying, I will never leave you, never forsake you. So you might be going through some tough times, sure. There are giants in the land, of course. You've never been this way before, no problem. God, his word, his promise to you this morning, I will never leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. Hold on to these things. In the toughest times, the darkest days, hold on. God is saying, I'm with you. I'm going to enable you. I'm going to strengthen you. And I'm going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Right? We've already taken a look at how God moved miraculously to open up the Jordan River at the worst possible time. It was flooding. And yet God opened up a way. And they went through on dry ground. Folks, this is like impossible. Exactly. God is the God who does the impossible. Your business looks like it's impossible. I mean, I, that, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. It's kind of like, hey, God is going to make a way. And we've heard many stories Great uh, accounts and testimonies how God has been giving uh, to our business people their biggest contract they've ever had in the history of their business and they've landed it now in this lockdown. 
God has moved aside red tape, bureaucratic stuff that has been a hindrance and has caused them to succeed. Hold on to that testimony. If God can do it to your brothers and your sisters, he can do it for you. Hold on. God is not done. He's not finished with you. Never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, let's hold on. Hold on. Help is on the way. God is our ever-present help in times of trouble. Let's hold on to the Lord. Then, how's this? Three times, you're going to see it in verse 6, in verse 7, and in verse 9. Strong words, a command, an instruction. Be strong and courageous. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Verse 9, again, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. What do you mean, do not be discouraged? Like I have a choice in this? Yes, you have a choice in this. You can choose how you want to think about what's going on. You can dwell on negative reports. You can choose to think the worst about the situation. So you can choose as to how you're going to orientate your thinking. You can choose to quieten the storm that's on the outside so that it doesn't become a storm on the inside. So yes, there's a storm outside, but what's going on on the inside? Quieten the storm on the inside. Do not give it space. Do not be afraid. Command. Do not be dismayed. Think on things above. God is not rattled. He's not shaken on his throne. God is at peace. He is the God of peace. He is our firm foundation. He's not shaken through these times. So I want to encourage you. Take charge of your thoughts. Do not be afraid. In other words, do not let fear and fearful thoughts consume your mind and your thinking. So in the Hebrew there, there's these connotations of being strong, of being confident and of being courageous. We need to have confidence not in ourselves, but our confidence is in the Lord. Because the Lord was saying to Joshua, now listen, you and all of this people, let's get moving and let's go and take that ground. In other words, we need to get up as we take a hold of our mindset and we need to go and actually do something to lay hold of the promises of God. God said, I'm going to give it to you. But actually, they had to partner with God. They actually had to pick up their weapons and actually go and face the enemy. And so the Lord is going to give to you the weapons of your warfare, mostly in prayer. Mostly the battle is a spiritual battle. But then there is also the physically picking up of the weapons and doing mighty exploits in business as we step into our territory, as we lay hold of these things. If it's a creative area, 
for goodness sake, pick up that area of creativity and begin to lay hold of it. If it's writing songs, if it's writing poems, if it's writing a novel, whatever it is, pick up your pen and go for it. Don't just sit back and, oh, you know, it's all going to fall on me from heaven. No, you've actually got to pick up your weapon and you've actually got to go and lay hold. You need to apprehend these things, right? You've got to lay hold of these things, all right? And so there's a, there's a, a heart attitude and a mindset that is being strong, courageous, confident in the Lord, being vigorous and going after these things, okay? And uh, just want to end off as we close our time together. This is the Lord was saying to them in, uh, in verse 7 that you may be successful wherever you go. And again in verse 8, that you will be prosperous and successful. I, I, I just want to come against the mindset of lowly worm. When, when we were kids, uh, my, my folks uh, invested in uh, Richard Scarry books and uh, the cartoon books for kids. And there was always this thin little worm. He was called Lowly Worm. And he would appear on different pages. And um, so we'd you know, be a little bit of a game for us as kids trying to find where's Lowly Worm. And, and too often Christians are like Lowly Worm. You know, ah, oh, it's too hard, too difficult. You know, uh, God just wants to be humble and, you know, have nothing. So this is my lot in life. And so there's a resignation. We, we resign from the fight. We don't have the get up and go and the oomph. <laughs> and, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is actually wanting to confront that lowly worm mindset and attitude. He wants us to get up and go and to go for it. To be the head and not the tail. He says, I want you to be successful wherever you go. And I want you to prosper. Oh, you know, for some Christians, this is like, I can't even get the word prosper out of my mouth. It's kind of like, oh. It's kind of like, where did we get that kind of thinking from? Now, I'm not talking about excessive prosperity, and I'm not talking about it. We're in it for ourselves, any of that stuff. Uh, please, we're not going to crazy extremes. I totally understand that. We need to be serving the Lord and Him only. We're not going after stuff. But how on earth did we embrace a mindset that God didn't want us to win, to be on the winning side, that He is victorious, that we should be a bunch of losers? No, he says, I want you to be successful. This is God speaking, people. This is not a man-made doctrine. This is God himself speaking to his people. And he's saying, I want you to be successful. And I want you to prosper. <laughs> As a good father, he wants his children to do well. Let's embrace this. This is God speaking. Let it punch through your mind. Let it cut through all of the wrong thinking and negativity and lowly worm mentality. Let it blast that thing to smithereens. Let the truth of what God wants to do in our lives and through our lives that we might be a planting of the Lord, come on Isaiah 61, 
oaks of righteousness established for the glory and the display of his splendor. Poverty is not a display of his splendor. God wants us to prosper and to be successful that we might have an abundance to reflect a God who calls us to abundant life that we might have more than enough that we can give to other, others. We are a blessing to many. We are blessed in order to be a blessing. All right. I'm going to preach myself happy here. In fact, I really am. Time for us to end this. But God is speaking powerfully through these words. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, Jesus, right before his ascension, in Matthew chapter 28, he said these words again to his followers. There are about 500 that were gathered there on the, on the Mount of Olives. And uh, let's just have a look at this together. Matthew 28. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. How much authority? All authority. Where? In heaven and where? On earth. Ah, also on the earth, people. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus' words to you and to me. I am with you always. Coronavirus or no coronavirus. Lockdown or no lockdown. In 2020, I'm with you. I've got this. Take heart. I've overcome the world. I am with you. Be strong and be very courageous. Because God is with us. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord, for the strong encouragement that comes to us from Joshua chapter 1. Thank you, Lord, you're speaking to us right now at the start of this decade of what you have in store for us. You have good things for your people. You want us to succeed and to prosper wherever we go as we meditate on your word, as we obey, as we listen to your voice, as we have the mind of Christ, you are the living word, the eternal word, and as we dig into the written word that you speak to us, and as we are careful to obey everything you say to us and you command us to, that you will lead us and you will guide us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You've come to lead us into all truth. Thank you, Jesus, for your promise. I will be with you always. Thank you with the, you with us right now. You're going to be with us this week. And as we about to transition and enter into a new month, that you're going to carry us another month. And then another month. And then another year. Always you're with us. We do not need to be afraid. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you impact us right now, deep inside of us, 
a strength that comes to us by the Spirit causes us to be overcomers. So we give you thanks and we give you praise for all that you are doing in us and through us to the praise and the glory of your name. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Wow, so good. This has just been a great morning together. Just have loved it. Thank you so much. Um, even just been aware that God has been healing people, even as we've been just worshiping the Lord. Just such a sweet time. Appreciate the ladies leading us this morning. Um, just the Lord encouraging us just to trust Him. You know, even as that, that widow just gave what she could to the Lord's plans and purposes, and the Lord released an abundant flow. And the Lord's speaking to us, be bold, be courageous, be strong, do not be afraid. I'm with you. You know, you're going to lay hold of the, the inheritance, the promises that I've given to you. And I know that God's been healing people, just aware of, of somebody's shoulder was being healed as we were worshiping this morning. Somebody had a, a gut issue, so there was problems in your stomach. The Lord was healing that as well. Uh, somebody's uh, problem with their right foot, the Lord was healing that, I, th I think it's to the, with heel, uh, ankle area. Uh, in, in the right foot, the Lord's healing that. Uh, there was a spine issue, particularly the, the sort of upper, upper back as it sort of goes into the neck. I can't give you the exact vertebra, but, but the Lord healing that as well. And, uh, and eyesight, uh, the Lord adding um, uh, ability to see more clearly than you've seen before. Just the Lord just been so good. And of course, just a migraine, just boom, they just disappeared as, as you're watching now. So thank you. The Lord is doing great things. You know, whatever you need, God is able and willing to heal. So drop us a, a note either on Facebook or go onto the website. If you need some prayer, we've got a prayer team that's on standby. I'd love to pray with you, prophesy into your life. Um, you know, if, if you, for your business, you need a prophetic word, just uh, reach out to us through the website, fill out the form. And uh, folks will be, be reaching out to you soon just to pray with you. Bless you. Uh, just have a, an amazing day together as, as families. And um, I just know that God is going to do good things in your life this week. Bless you. Love you so much. Till next time.